in today's show. We're looking at the waiver wire for fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton, he's here. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, we've got two weeks left in the NBA season. Good luck today in your matchup. So we look at the waiver wire, what we can do in these two weeks, players that are being added, players that are being dropped. Warnie. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Let's look at the most added players. A lot of those are just going to be stream options for today, but there is value in a few of these guys, especially starting with Killian Hayes, who I think has been really impressive of late. They are still bringing him off the bench for, I don't know, some reason, no idea. I guess you wouldn't want to see how a player who's massively improving would play next to your Rookie of the Year candidate. You'd probably want to split them up as much as possible. But I'm not Detroit, so what do I know? But it doesn't matter at the moment, really, from a fantasy perspective, because Hayes is putting up numbers. They only have one quality game next week. That is a problem. Um, but they do play four total games. So again, look at how your... Sorry, they have two quality games. That's not too bad. So have a look at how your roster sets out. Have a look at how your schedule... Um, how your schedule plays out. Interestingly, one of their games is on Friday, and that's like a borderline quality game. You might actually be able to use him three times next week, Killian, on Tuesday, on Thursday, and on Friday. So there's some real big value there. Plus, you know, obviously people are adding him because he played today. Peyton Pritchard, yeah, that's really just a stream for today, to be fair. Um, he does have value when you get desperate towards the end of a week when looking for some threes. The Celtics have a really spaced out schedule. The problem with them is they play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday to end the week. So you might not actually use him at all. That's really just a stream for today. So I don't see much there. Obi Toppin, yeah. it was great, but Julius Randle's back. And that probably means he plays 12 minutes. We wish he would play more. He looked pretty solid in terms of putting up fantasy numbers in those games that Randle was out. But Julius is back. So I'm not sure it's going to be great. I'm not even sure he's worth holding on to. There is four games next week, two qualities for the Knicks. Um, you might use him Monday. You might use him Saturday. But even then, like this is a guy that's not been a top 250 player in a reserve role. So yeah, it was great, but no. Denny Avdia. I've been impressed with Avdia. They've got four games next week as well. Yes, only one is on a good day. So that's a less than ideal schedule. And after Tuesday, they don't play any quality games. But you know, when we're looking at next week, this is the case so many times that after Tuesday, there's about 16 teams that don't play a quality game. So we can load up for Monday, Tuesday, get those players in who play, and then we drop after that, after Wednesday, when there's the 11 games on, and get guys in that play the Thursday, that play the Saturday, to try and boost our games played. So Avdi is producing at a pretty high level at the moment. So is Jose Alvarado. Unbelievable stuff from him over the weekend. One more game today for him. But Ingram's back. And I don't know how Ingram, Graham, McCullum, how all these guys coexist with Alvarado still getting 25 a night. 
And they have literally the worst schedule next week. They don't play Monday or Tuesday, the Pelicans. They play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So you conceivably could play zero games of Jose Alvarado. So yeah, it's a good ad for today. After that, not so sure. Nick Claxton, we love what he's been doing. I don't know why it took until today for people to jump on, especially considering LaMarcus Aldridge is back. And, and Claxton does not play every game that Aldridge plays. Sometimes they might get him in for some blowout minutes. Might play a fourth quarter here. Might play 10 minutes. He's not going to play 23, though. So while he has been good, I think it's like closing the barn door after the horse has bolted here. Aldridge is back, so Claxton's value is gone. Marvin Bagley, Jeremy Grant's out. Bagley's points, rebounds, pretty good. He's been putting up some good numbers. As long as Jez Grant is out, and even when Jeremy Grant is playing, they're giving Bagley good minutes off the bench. They're taking Kelly Olenek out of the rotation. So we're getting good minutes from Bagley. I, I like the ad, and, and as with Killian Hayes, four games next week, two quality games, strong ad there for him. Davion Mitchell, just in case, he's 52% rostered on Yahoo. He's got to be rostered everywhere. He is a four-game week next week. It is only one quality game. For, but with the minutes he's getting, like 40 a night, the usage he's getting, Fox isn't coming back, Sabonis isn't coming back. Mitchell is not a player that I worry too much about with quality games. Yes, you'll be adding him off the wire, but he's going to be in your top six or seven players. So he's not going to sit on your bench on Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. He's going to be in your active lineup. So make sure Davion Mitchell is not sitting on a waiver wire anywhere. Shouldn't be anywhere. Emmanuel quickly probably shouldn't be anyway. But again, he falls into that situation of the quality game trap. But they play two. You get the Monday game out of him for sure. You get a little bit there, or you got the Sunday act. Sorry, the Saturday action. So some gaps there in the middle of the week, the Tuesday Thursday gap. But with what quickly has been doing, it's been impressive. And I don't expect Derek Rose to come back. And then Dwight Dwight Powell, been a really strong one run from Powell to end the week or to end the season. To be honest, good scoring, good efficiency, good steals, rebounding, not bad. Four games next week, one quality. That's on Tuesday, and then after that, it gets pretty rough. But to start the week, to get him on a Tuesday, to stream him in for the Tuesday, I like what Powell's been doing. He's been top 100 over the last two weeks. And that might actually mean that you use him on Wednesday or you use him on Friday and you get more than one game out of him. He's not as fringy as perhaps it may seem on the uh, on the surface. Bill Bar's not fringy. They're absolutely top tier. The best protein bar you could ever taste. I just had one this morning. I had my lemon-dipped cheesecake puff which is protein-infused, marshmallowy goodness. These bars are all, they taste delicious. Let's just get that out of the way. We know that. They are high in protein. They are low in calories, low in fat, low in sugar. And a great, I got an email from them today saying, hey, boys, raspberry cheesecake's back. They didn't say boys. They said, raspberry cheesecake's back. I almost flipped the covers off. Oh, raspberry cheesecake, it's the best. I love that flavor. It's not quite cookies and cream, but it's second, second behind that one. So head to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll save yourself 15% off your order of Built Bar. Built Bar is built different. Let's look at droppable players. Some of these guys have been the most dropped guys on Yahoo. Some of some others that you can consider dropping. Number one dropped player has been Trendon Watford. Thank you for your service, King, but it is over. He's been great. But he hurt his knee. He's out for a week, which means he's out for the rest of the year. I know there's two weeks left in the season. I really, really don't think he's coming back for that last week of the year. He's been great, but we move on. Someone's going to have to step into that gap. I've got no bloody idea what they're going to do because this is the problem when we have uncertainty. Is Winslow going to play? Is Hart going to play? I don't know. If they're out, then Greg Brown gets a real big opportunity. And you're going to be having Brown and big minutes for Keon Johnson 
and you're going to have CJ Allaby playing a lot. Like, who knows? They're all going to be pretty fringy and pretty streamy. And that Winslow Hart situation really impacts it. They play on Monday, the Blazers, and then they play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So whoever it is, whether it is Brown or Allaby or Johnson or Blevins or Hughes or any of those blokes, um, they're not going to fit into your active roster on those days. Drew Eubanks? Yeah, sure, he does. Right. But everyone else probably doesn't. So you could look to see the stream on Monday and go from there. Benny McLemore's been dropped. Yeah, he's been playing all right, Ben, for Portland. But the same schedule problem applies as it does with uh, Watford and one of those Blazer replacements. He's an interesting stream option. Chris Dunn, similarly, he's been dropped in a lot of spots. Um, yeah, look, he's going to be okay next week. Darius Baisley, he's been playing really well. But he has now hurt his knee. He's doubtful for Monday. That is their only quality game of the week. Then they play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. No guaranteed base is even available for those games. And if he was, would you even play him? I don't know. So that probably is a drop as well. Josh Giddy, yeah, took a while to get here, I guess. But he should have been dropped weeks ago. But the official notification that he's out for the season. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm pretty sure Shea Gildas-Alexander is not going to play again this year. But that's not official. So Josh Giddy has been dropped. The big stiffy Bones Highland. That's a curious one to me. I know the minutes are frustrating from Malone, but he's a top 100 player over the last two weeks, easily, in low minutes. He does play again on Monday. I get that he doesn't play Sunday, so you can drop him to get someone else in for that game, but I think he's going to be a really, really strong stream for Monday against the Hornets. After that, yeah, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, not much value in him. But for Monday, yeah, he's an interesting guy. Well, uh, Gogo Badadze was dropped. Well, we just don't know what's going on with his team as well. Isaiah Jackson out. Goga's listed every game as questionable. Plays three in a row, then sits one. When he plays, it's great. We know this, but who knows? Next game, literally, Smith, uh, sorry, Smith, Jackson, and Goga could all play, limiting all of their values. And they that's on Monday, and then they have the dreaded Wednesday, Friday, Sunday combination. You're rendering him pretty, pretty useless-ish. I guess you would consider starting him Wednesday, Friday, uh, if he was healthy and, and Isaiah was out. We just don't know that, though. Some other guys who are droppable players. And again, these are players who have had must roster statuses applied to them at times. Jose Alvarado, Jackson Hayes, Jared Vanderbilt. Throw Jay Crowder in there, Cam Johnson, JaVale McGee maybe. Not JaVale McGee's a must roster, but these are all players from the Pelicans, the Timberwolves, and the Suns that play zero quality games next week. They don't play Monday or Tuesday. Their games are on Wednesday with 11 games on, Friday with 10 games on, and Sunday with 12 games on. So if they're fringe players like Alvarado, Devontae Graham, Jackson Hayes, Herb Jones, Jared Vanderbilt, probably not Patrick Beverly, Jay Crowder, look at your projected lineup for Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. And if any of these guys, any Suns or, or Wolves or Pelicans player sits on your bench on those days, that is the only days they play, they are a drop. There is no point holding them because on a per-game basis, they might be 110th, and our league roster is 160 players. If they sit on your bench for all three of those games, you use them for zero games. Even if you use them, say, only Friday, that's one game you get out of them. Whereas you add a Hawks player, you get to use them three times. You add a Bulls player, you get to use them four times. Now, Patrick Williams isn't very sexy, but if I can use Patrick Williams four times and Herb Jones once, it's a huge difference. It might be 80 minutes of Pat Williams. It might be 27 of Herb Jones. You might get 19 minutes of Alvarado on a Friday. And you might get 85 minutes of Kobe White throughout the week. 
Whereas if you're just taking for on a one-game basis, I take Alvarado clearly over Kobe White. For next week, you don't. It's all about planning. Look ahead. What the hell does your... Now, if you just drop everybody who plays on a Wednesday or all these guys that play on a Friday, you're going to end up with active roster spots. But have a look. There might be one or two guys on your team who sit there and, and don't play at all and they're stuck on the bench Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Drop them. Switch it over. Give yourself a four, a three-game boost. This could be the difference. You do that... If you've got two guys sitting on your bench in each of those days, this could be an eight-game turnaround for the week. Seven, six-game turnaround, which might make this big difference. So you've got to really look to see how much sense that makes. Talking about how much sense that all makes, let's look at the start of the week, Monday through Thursday. Where does the value lie? Who can we add? In those first four days of the week, we only have one overloaded day, and that's Wednesday with 11 games. Monday's a great day. Tuesday's a great day. Thursday's a great day. Monday, Monday's a borderline day. It's with nine, but you'll be fine. 9-5, 11-5 is the way we start the week. And in those first four days, the Bulls play three games and none of them on Wednesday. So they are the team we're looking at. Ayo Desunmu. He's back starting. I don't know if he'll start all three games, but I know that he'll play at least 25 minutes, I would guess. 75 minutes, one waiver ad. It's great. He might get 33 points, 20 rebounds, 23 assists. Maybe that's too hard. Maybe he gets... 33, 15, and 18. From one waiver ad, it's pretty bloody good. Right, he is a great, great ad to start this week. You look at, there's a few other bulls on this list. Patrick Williams, Kobe White, Javante Green. In and of themselves, it's not great. But three games, 60 minutes, defensive stats for these guys. You might get nine triples out of Kobe White in those three games. Then they play again on Saturday. Game volume matters here. Isaiah Hartenstein's got two quality games. He's been killing it. Really, really good numbers. Two games out of the first four nights for him, great. Onyeka Okongwu, you're looking for defensive stats? They're going to play on two low-volume days. Really good start. LaMarcus Aldridge has got that as well. Now, I don't know how he's going to look, but he's at least playing on two low-volume days. That gives him a kick start. Amir Coffey. Killian Hayes is a, is a good out. I know that uh, Hazy. Has his, uh, has his issues at times, but he plays Tuesday, Thursday. Doesn't really get much better than that. It's a great ad to start the week. And DeLon Wright with the Hawks. You got the Monday, Thursday combination for Atlanta. It's not, yeah, there is that day off there in the middle on Tuesday and you got to watch where you use your ads and all that sort of stuff. But we're looking for start of the week. There's a bunch of blokes here who are available, especially the Chicago guys, the only team with a Monday, Tuesday back-to-back who then followed up with a game on Thursday. They are your priorities. And then again, they play on Saturday. They are your absolute priorities. Yeah, Tristan Thompson might even come into play, literally. Because again, it's one ad. He might play 60 minutes across four games. Maybe he gets 32 points and 32 rebounds. There's no one player that you can use for a one-game stream that's going to pull in the 30 and 30 game. It just isn't going to happen. That's the way you've got you've to start to look to treat these streams. I think that's how I would have success. Hopefully, fingers crossed, as I wait for my result to come through today. But I'm going to tell you now about the result of NBA Top Shot. It is the officially licensed NFT of the NBA. Enables you to connect with a community of hundreds of thousands of NBA fans. And it's a progression from fantasy sports. We know how to play fantasy sports. Well, hopefully we do. We're all here doing it. NBA Top Shot is like a combination of trading cards. Every moment on Top Shot comes in a pack. But unlike trading cards, it's not a static image on cardboard. It's a moving video clip. 
of some of the best highlights as an NFT in NBA history. It's like the stock market. The prices rise, the prices fall. You got to get and sell at the right time and buy at the right time. Just like we do in fantasy sports with buy lows and sell highs. You know the concept about it. It's very, very straightforward stuff. There are plenty of NBA players who are involved in this. Tyrese Halliburton, Cole Anthony, Harrison Barnes. You know, people often ask that question. Why would you buy a highlight when you just go watch it on YouTube? Well, it's not just about the highlight. It's about the community, but it's about the stock market aspect. It's the NFT portion of it as well. All that stuff put together, the collecting, the thrill of collecting is also a big part of NFTs as well. So NBA Top Shot is the future of being an NBA fan. So you can own officially licensed rare NFTs of the greatest moments from NBA history. Sign up today at lockedon.nbatopshot.com. You want parts for your car? Why would you bother going to a local chain auto parts store? That sounds like one of the biggest wastes of time you could possibly have. Not only do you have to wait, you have to drive there, and your car might not work. That's why you're getting parts to start with. Car, can you give me a lift to local chain auto parts store? No, get one yourself. <laughs> All right, catch the bus down there just to get a carburetor. Is that a thing? Sure it is. But they're going to charge you more money for it as well. When you could do this sitting at home on your computer or on your phone by going to rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers online for the last 20 plus years. Whatever parts you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, carburetors, or even new carpet, Rock Auto has everything that you would need. So head to that website, rockauto.com, and check out all of the parts available for your car or truck. And in there, how did you hear about us box right locked on so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Let's round it out with some names we're going to talk about. Um, just in case you're not aware, please, for the love of God, make sure Tyus Jones is not sitting on the waiver wire. Ja Morant, Ja? Ja? Ja Morant is out for the rest of the regular season. I know, they play three games, right? The Grizzlies play three games. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they don't play on the weekend. All right, that's fine. Tyus Jones and DeAnthony Melton, they're going to be in your best 10 players. So grab them. Use them Monday, use them Wednesday, use them Friday. And if your championship ends on Sunday, drop their ass after Friday and get someone in on Saturday. Simple. Just make sure they're not available. It could be Isaiah Roby time again. I don't know. I don't feel good trusting him at all because last time we did that, he played 12 minutes. But it's been another nice little stretch. Baisley's out. Shea is out. These things both help Roby. He's a really, really solid ad. Yes, there is just the one quality game but again in this role he might be a top 75 player and you might actually plug him in each of these days and same with Pokyshevsky yes the field goal percentage could be an issue but the minutes are up he's playing over Wiggins but now with Baisley out he's probably going to play next to Wiggins he's going to get more shots he's going to handle the ball he's going to get defensive stats he's a great ad Dwight Powell we spoke about already in Sacramento Trey Lyles and Damian Jones uh, look Jones especially he's a top 100 guy without Sabonis so screw quality games you're going to play him and Lyles is getting to that category as well, to that territory, playing 30-plus a night as a starting power forward. Another guy in OKC, the Salt Flake. I can't believe we're talking about this bloke again. Teo Maladon. Theo Maladon. He's going to have some opportunities to shoot 30% from the field for sure, but he's going to get those opportunities. With no shade, with no giddy, you're going to get starts from him, and you're going to get opportunities for him to score a bit. And he's looked better of late. So he's an option. Dennis Schroeder is available. I don't like him as a player. I don't like that they're giving him these minutes. But they are, and they play four games, all, um, let's say all, all at home. Which, yeah, they all are all at home. And some pretty good ones, against two against the Kings. But again, it's just a one-quality game, and I'm not sure he would crack your active for Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. 
but there's at least some discussion to be had there. Joshy Richardson, he's been playing pretty well. He's getting a role there in San Antonio. Devin Vassell's currently hurt as well. So that's pushing Richardson into the fray. And he's got that same, you know, we play Monday, then everything else is shit for the rest of the week, but a good stream for Monday. And then we've got to talk Lamar Stevens. I don't think that Rajon Rondo or Jarrett Allen are returning this week. Stevens is coming off the bench, but he's playing 20 plus minutes. He's playing more than Chetty Osman, playing more than Brandon Goodwin. He's scoring well and he's doing it efficiently. And the Cavs have five games this week. So if he plays 25 minutes, that's 125 minutes for the week. No one's giving you that off the wire. And look, he, he has been shit all season until the last three games. So do I trust the last three games? Or not really. But the volume from Lamar Stevens, the five games, the 20 plus minutes a night, maybe 15 points scoring, hopefully. He's got to be in discussions for you. He's playing well. He's getting the minutes and there's five games on. Yeah, Levert and Garland and Love and Mobley and Mark, and these guys are all rostered. We know that. The only guy I think to consider there really is going to be um, Stevens as a stream for the five games. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.